In today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down the latest technical analysis, as well as Bitstamp delist many altcoins specifically for U.S. customers. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin isn't going away, says $385 billion Wall Street giant, the Carlyle Group. That's right. We'll also be discussing Quant Analyst Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock-to-flow model, says history is suggesting a two-year-long Bitcoin rally approaching after critical indicator turns bullish. Send it. We'll also be discussing BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Their insiders say the Bitcoin ETF is likely only six months away. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as BlackRock and Coinbase deal can trigger a Bitcoin burst to $773,000 per coin, according to Invest Answers. We'll to be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my Rumble channel at cryptonewsalerts.net. Again, that's crypto news alerts. Net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1366. And on X, this is live stream number three on Rumble. Maybe we're up to live stream number nine. It's hard to keep count. I'm your fearless leader, JV, and today is August 9th, 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch. You should be able to see on your screen, we got Bitcoin currently correcting down 1.6%. Yesterday, we recaptured 30,000, but unfortunately, it was short-lived and we dropped right back down to currently where we sit at 29. 9,400. As you can see, Ether also correcting down a half a percent, trading at 1,800. And fifty dollars XRP, uh, XRP, XRP, one of the few alts actually in the green right now. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at one point one seven trillion, with about thirty eight billion in volume. But the past twenty four hours, the Bitcoin dominance is forty eight point seven percent, with the Ether dominance at eighteen point nine percent. And checking out the top one hundred crypto gainers in the past twenty four hours, Aptos leading the pack, up almost eleven percent, trading at seven dollars and forty five cents, followed by Chainlink, up almost four percent trading at $7.66, followed by XRP, up about 3%, trading just above $0.65. Cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, you can see a mix between a sea of green and red. Some of the biggest losers include OP, MNT, and PLS, with the top gainer being Aptos, up 11%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 50, which is neutral. Yesterday was a 54, and last week a 53 neutral, and last month a 56 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's break down today's technical analysis. Check out the charts and what is popping with the King Crypto BTC. Bitcoin consolidated at a key flip zone August 9th as the Bitcoin price strength staged a sudden return, which you can clearly see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin trading near 29.8 after a surge during the previous day's Wall Street trading hours. That followed a recovery from the local lows under 28.7 and topped out only after a trip to 30,200, which was yesterday, Bitcoin's highest August price thus far. The rapid change in mood soon impacted market participants' expectations for the market. Quoting analysts here, that indeed was the higher low. Bitcoin continues to maintain a bullish market structure, said popular trader Jelly. He also said it needs to break 32,000 from here. Let's see if this bounce has any legs. And he makes a good point. I think once we break 32 personally, there's not much resistance between there and 40,000. And he shows us a bullish outline with a level to break so we can continue marching forward. 
support. Jelle additionally noted that on the one-day time frame, Bitcoin completed a bullish cross on the moving average convergence divergence indicator, quitting him again. Another item we can add to the list of bullish signals, he commented. And the day prior, crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop stressed the significance of 29,700, as he shared here. Bitcoin party starts when we break 29.7. Until then, it is just consolidation, part of the day's analysis argued when Vande Pop subsequently added that Bitcoin was close to doing so. And quoting Rec Capital, Bitcoin is pressing beyond the 29.250 level, which is positive. But historically, we have seen upside wicking beyond this level to the 29.9 to 30,100 resistance area. He also says this time thus far, Bitcoin has upside wick to 32, uh, 30,200 that is. Uh, bearish is the rejection, is strong enough to push the price down to 29.250 and weekly close below there. However, a Bitcoin would be able to dip into 29.250 and hold it as support. That would be a more bullish price development. Now, uh, let's discuss the whales getting active, analyzing the impetus for the higher spike. Observers soon noted increasing buying amongst various classes of Bitcoin whales, as pointed out here by uh, material indicators. Fire chart shows the moment purple whales decided to convert a $20 million Bitcoin bid ladder into the market orders that started this rally yesterday. Purple continued buying upwards of $50 million so far. And meanwhile, a brown mega whale just joined the party with a $2 million market buy order. And quoting SKU Analytics, shorts given up already. This bounce here on the low time frame is driven by shorts closing out on coin margin and USDT margin over uh, open interest down in perpetual delta CVD up, letting this low time frame range balance out some more. And uh, SKU further noted, whales require quite thick liquidity to exit or close positions. And most often, this is during a squeeze event. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Now, I actually want to share with you a tweet, which I shared on crypto Twitter, I believe just yesterday, which was getting a lot of buzz and traction regarding Max Kaiser and the recent censorship on YouTube against Bitcoin creators. I wrote the following. When I arrived to Twitter, September of 2019, I maybe only had a couple of thousand YouTube subs, and my tweets got virtually zero engagement. Max Kaiser was the only influencer to retweet my content at the time, which provided me with a massive beacon of hope, as he's always been hands down my favorite Bitcoin content creator via the Kaiser Report, along with Stacey Herbert. The Kaiser Report still to this day is the greatest financial news show to ever exist and credited with the very first international TV mention of Bitcoin back in 2011. Max literally called it the biggest story of the decade, quoting him here. This is the greatest achievement of the global insurrection against banker occupation. Bitcoin is the currency of the resistance. And he also said YouTube took down 900 hours, 1800 episodes, 13 years of work, including the first extensive multi-year international coverage of Bitcoin via the Kaiser Report, because we've reported on some inconvenient truths and deep rooted corruption about the U.S. economy and banking system. How many of you were fans of the Kaiser Report and are missing the Kaiser Report now that it has been scrubbed off of YouTube? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now what I want to do is actually play for you an interesting soundbite, a rant that is classic of Max Kaiser and his rage against the bankers and central bankers, etc. This is classic Max Kaiser in his rare form. So here we go. Wall Street is fraud. America is fraud. The world is fraud. Banks are fraud. Central banks are fraud. We live in an era of fraud. It's all based on fraud, and they get a percentage of the fraud. That's the business model. To suggest that there is any moral or ethical aspect to anything that's going on now is to be completely naive about the fact that we live in an era dominated by financial terrorists. 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 Jihadis. 
of banking. They're here to kill you and themselves. They don't care because they're trained at madrasas called Princeton, Harvard, and Yale. They believe in an ideology, not the Koran, but Adam Smith, that they completely misread and interpret as something to justify their blowing themselves up. And the cost of terrorism is cheap. 9-11 only costs $500,000. The ability to borrow money and take over a company by Warren Buffett is zero. He's borrowing money at zero. He's taking all those jobs away. He's creating economic destruction because he's a financial terrorism. And that's the era that we live in today. Why are we gonna stop it? There's only one way to stop it. Raise interest rates right now. Make the cost of terrorism too high. Do it today. If you don't, you're a fucking terrorist. Jenny Yellen's a terrorist. <laughs> Mario Draghi's a terrorist. The Central Bank of Japan is a terrorist. These are the real terrorists. Not the immigrants, not the people dying in the water. Hey. <laughs> So yeah, massive shout out to Max Kaiser. He is the man, has been doing his thing for over a decade, warning people about the fiat corruption in our society. So you gotta give massive respect where respect is due. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss Bitstamp, which is a crypto exchange delisting several altcoins, which is pretty interesting. Obviously for them to do that, they must be getting some pressure from regulators such as the SEC. So let's discuss which cryptos were just recently delisted off of Bitstamp. And curious, how many of you have ever used this crypto exchange before? Do let me know. So here we go. Bitstamp says the decision comes as part of the continuous elevation of its crypto offerings, taking into account the changing regulatory environment of the U.S. New orders for the seven cryptos to be disabled on August 29th and existing orders will be canceled, according to the exchange. And it's interesting. Will other exchanges do the same thing is is the big question. However, U.S. customers will be able to hold the asset in their Bitstamp accounts and withdraw them at any time. The exchange recommended users execute any desired buy or sell orders for the affected assets before the August 29th deadline, meaning you got 20 more days, fam, so be quick about it, to ensure a smooth transition during the trading halt. And after that date, trading related to AXS, Chili's, Mana, Matic, Near, Sand, and Solana will be permanently disabled for U.S. customers on Bitstamp. So despite delisting those assets for U.S. customers, Bitstamp noted it would continue offering up to 30 available cryptos to trade on its platform. The exchange said it remains committed to providing a comprehensive range of trading options, even with the halt for U.S. users. Now, Bitstamp is not the first major crypto to platform to the list assets due to regulatory environment of the U.S. Earlier in the year, trading platforms like eToro, Robinhood, and Bact also removed support for certain cryptos. The harsh regulatory climate has led many exchanges to limit their offerings in order to comply with American rules and avoid potential legal issues. So there you have it. As the crypto crackdown, as they entitled Crypto Choke Point 2.0, continues. So yeah, you guys let me know. At the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud in our live and interactive Q&A session, which we do each and every day. Now for some big news coming from the Carlyle Group. I'm sure you have heard of them before. As you can see here, they share that Bitcoin isn't going away, says $385 billion Wall Street giant, the Carlyle Group. And you should be able to see my screen now. You can see here the chairman says the mighty BlackRock is willing to have a Bitcoin ETF. So maybe Bitcoin is going to be around a while longer. And I actually want to play this clip for you here today. You should be able to see my screen. Let me grab this sound bite and you can hear it first and foremost coming directly from the Carlyle Group themselves. Here we go. 
This is perfectly timed because Novogratz has been the pinata of Bitcoin when it goes down. It's been the genius of Bitcoin when it goes up. And all of a sudden, Larry showed up at the door to say, hey, big, respectable firms can prosecute and do Bitcoin. Link Lawrence Fink of BlackRock to Mike Novogratz. Well, what's happened is people, as you suggest, uh, make fun of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. But now the establishment, Larry Fink at, uh, at BlackRock, is now saying they're going to have an ETF, if approved by the government, in Bitcoin. So you're saying, wait a second, if the mighty BlackRock is willing to have an ETF in Bitcoin, maybe Bitcoin's going to be around for a while. Lisa wants to jump in here, but I'm going to cut to the news moment. Is Carlisle announcing this morning a Bitcoin advocacy? No, I don't think so. But uh, there's no doubt that Bitcoin is something that I wish I had bought it at $100 a Bitcoin when, when Mike Novogratz started buying it. It's now at $29,000. So he's made a lot of money. And uh, a lot of people who bought it at the $100 or less are feeling pretty good. Now, it went up as high as 61000 I think. Even down to 31000 or even 29000 now is still a pretty good profit if you bought it at 100 We all wish we would have bought it at 100 uh, and to ride it up. It's one thing for BlackRock to come up with an ETF because they believe in the proposition of Bitcoin. It's another because they see a profitability uh, proposition where they can, you know, basically take advantage of the interests other people have. I mean, isn't that more of what this is, that basically Wall Street is saying, if there is a market for it and we can viably make one for them and make some money, why not? Well, remember, Wall Street is in business to make money, and this is something they can probably make money of. You have to remember, the United States uh, government has been somewhat skeptical of it. I think Democrats in the Congress, and uh, particularly the people regulating the SEC, are skeptical of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And that is correct. This billionaire wishes he bought Bitcoin at $100. But outside the United States, there's a lot of interest in it. I think FTX really hurt when it went bankrupt, and it hurt the, the uh, crypto industry. But a lot of people around the world want to be able to trade in a currency that their government can't know what they have, and they want to be able to move it around, rightly or wrongly. And so I don't think Bitcoin is going away. And I think the Republicans on Capitol Hill have been pretty supportive of it. There's a difference between uh, having a seamless cross-currency payment, basically saying that instead of going to Western Union, I can go and just uh, transfer something in Bitcoin if it has a stable enough price. That's one proposition. But the proposition of Bitcoin as a store of value that could kind of be bid up the way that gold or silver could seems to have been parked with the advent of yield suddenly that you can get for actual money. I mean, isn't that sort of the feeling that you're getting? Well, there's no doubt that when, when, uh, in, when interest rates are as high as they are, you don't need to have gold or other kinds of things to get you some solid uh, return because when you get 5% on treasuries, but eventually 5% will be coming down at some point. I don't think Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that are the, the better ones, the better known ones, Bitcoin and so, a number of others, are going to go away. There's enormous interest around the world in being able to have something you can transfer without the government knowing about it and keep it private. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can say well, people shouldn't do that, but that's not going to stop people from doing it. Mr. Novogratz and Mr. Gensler, what did you say about the efforts of our chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Well, Gary Gensler, who's the chairman of the SEC, is not a big fan of, of cryptocurrency. I think that's fair to say. But he lost a major case recently in court where he was trying to argue that uh, uh, one of the cryptocurrencies, Ripple, was uh, was a security, and he lost that case. So I think the SEC has not been able to convince at least the mm -hmm. government yet, or at least the courts, that uh, cryptocurrency is such a dangerous thing. And I remember uh, a lot of people in the government now are thinking that Gary Gensler won't be the chairman of the SEC forever. That's where to go. I mean, these guys just wait them out, right? I think that's a strategy. It's very popular in Washington, waiting out regulators you don't like.
There you have it. You heard it from him first. Waiting out regulators they don't like, such as Gary Gensler. So for BlackRock and the Carlyle Group to be all bullish in and all in on Bitcoin is obviously a pretty freaking big deal. So that goes to tell you what's about to come here in the future. And in a bit, we're going to be uh, covering Novogratz, specifically talking about uh, Bitcoin ETF likely being approved within the next six months, which means before the Bitcoin halving, which is obviously a big deal and we're all anticipating that as well for fireworks uh, coming after that having so with that being shared now let's actually break down our next story of the day and discuss this potential two-year-long rally according to plan b creator of the bitcoin stock the flow model here we go. And shout out to Plan B, by the way. Closely followed Quant Analyst says the Bitcoin has crossed the key resistance level that historically kicks off multi-year rallies. Synonymous Analyst tells us almost 2 million followers on X. The Bitcoin's five-month realized price crossed the two-year realized price, which is a pattern that previously marked the start of the bull market three times in the past. Quitting him here. Five-month realized price is now above the two-year realized price. If history is any guide, it will stay above for the next two-plus years. Interesting times ahead. Now, the realized price metric measures the value of all of its tokens as the price they were bought divided by the number of tokens in circulation. So during the bull market, the crypto king's price tends to remain above all its realized prices, according to Plan B. He predicts the Bitcoin will not revisit prices below the 30,000 level if the bull rally is underway. Quoting him here on crypto Twitter, not buying Bitcoin at less than 30,000 now is like not buying Bitcoin at less than 10,000 in 2019 and 2020 and not buying Bitcoin at under $500 in 2015, 2016. And not buying Bitcoin at under $10 in 2011 and 2012. Life is all about choices. Preach. Now, Plan B is also keeping a close eye on the RSI, a widely used momentum indicator that aims to determine if an asset is overbought or oversold. He says the indicator is setting the stage for a big rally similar to that of 2015, as outlined here, like clockwork, exact same spot as October 2015. The analyst previously predicted the Bitcoin would hit $50,000 before the next halving event, which is expected to be in April of 2024. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Plan B. With that being shared, now for the latest regarding the BlackRock ETF potentially being approved by the SEC within the next six months, as per Mike Novogratz. Let's break this down. Here we go. U.S.'s first spot Bitcoin ETF could be approved sometime before February, according to Galaxy Digital CEO Novogratz, citing sources at BlackRock and Invesco, quoting him here. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because both our contracts from the Invesco side and from the BlackRock side get you to think that this is a question of when, not if, that the outside window is probably six months. Novogratz told shareholders during the Galaxy August 8th quarter two earnings call, where the digital asset company reported a $46 million net loss, as shared here. This is probably six to four months or four to six months, if you had to put a pin to tell him the donkey on it, that the SEC is going to approve a Bitcoin ETF. Novogratz's Galaxy Digital is one of the many contenders for a spot Bitcoin ETF, which it reapplied for in June in conjunction with the 1.5 trillion asset manager, Invesco, the fourth largest ETF issuer in the US. And as Eric Valchunas points out here, according to contracts from inside BlackRock and Invesco, spot Bitcoin ETF approval is a matter of when, not if. Likely in four to six months, Galaxy CEO Novogratz on the earnings call this morning. So that's quoting Novogratz directly. And speaking of shareholders, Novogratz said he wouldn't have a comment on the expecting timing of the ETF approval, which is an unknown as it sits in the SEC. Now, however, he believes that once approved, the spot Bitcoin ETF issuer
issuers such as BlackRock and Invesco will be fighting tooth and nail for market share. As he outlines here, the news of both BlackRock filing the ETF and quite frankly, Invesco plus Galaxy, we are going to fight like cats and dogs to win the market share there once it gets approved. And in response to a question, Galaxy Digital President Chris Ferraro added that he wouldn't be surprised if the SEC ends up approving a potential Bitcoin ETF to avoid being labeled an obstructionist because <laughs> they have no choice, right? They've been denying the ETF in the U.S. for over a decade, just FYI, quoting him here. I think that's where the potential ETF approval comes in, saying, hey, you can't call us anti-crypto. We just approved an ETF. And so we are hoping that that's the same for our filing. Meanwhile, some analysts believe the wave of spot Bitcoin ETFs could come sooner than later, depending on how the judge rules in Grayscale's lawsuit against the SEC. As you know, Grayscale last year sued the SEC for rejecting its app to convert its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust GBTC product into a spot ETF. As Craig Solom shares here, if the SEC loses its case against Grayscale, as we expect, the path of least resistance would be a wave of simultaneous approvals for all spot Bitcoin ETF apps, including Grayscale and the other eight active filings. Let me know which ETF you feel is likely to be approved first by the regulators. Now, analysts believe that should the SEC lose its case against Grayscale, the path of least resistance would be simultaneous approvals for several or all spot Bitcoin ETF apps, which include ARK Invest, you know, Kathy Wood, and all the ones previously mentioned here in this article. What are your thoughts, though? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss a potential $773,000 Bitcoin price target based off the BlackRock ETF and their partnership with Coinbase. This was actually predicted, I believe, in the latter of last year before there was even all of the recent news of BlackRock refiling for their spot ETF application. And then we'll dive into our live Q&A as soon as we finish this final story. So here you go. Popular crypto analyst breaks down how the partnership between two financial giants can trigger Bitcoin explosion to 773000 per coin. If you'd like to see that turn into fruition, let me know in the comments. Last week, US-based crypto titan Coinbase announced teaming up with BlackRock, as we know is the largest asset manager in the world. And here's what Invest Answers, shout out to him, told his audience. If BlackRock just put a half a percent of their assets under management into Bitcoin using my multiplier, which is 21x, that will impact the market cap by over a trillion dollars, which will add about 75 thousand dollars to the Bitcoin price, taking it to 98,000 and a return on investment from today's price of 326%. This is very, very achievable. Now, if they allocate, let's say 1%, which of course will take time to get to that level, that would be adding 2.1 trillion to the market cap, $150,000 to the price. And that would take the future price of Bitcoin to 173,000 per coin, which is a 652% gain from here. And if they add 5%, which is what Dan Tapiero says, I think it is way too aggressive but maybe over time, maybe in the next three to five years, that would be possible. That could take the Bitcoin price to $773,000 in the next three to five years pretty easily. Now, the crypto strategist's analysis was inspired by comments from 10T holding CEO Dan Tapiero. And according to the prominent macro investor, the deal between BlackRock and Coinbase could propel the Bitcoin price above 250,000, quitting him again, chart that got BlackRock excited about the partnership with Coinbase, quitting them here alongside this chart. No bigger a macro opportunity for BlackRock than acting to facilitate Bitcoin adoption. A 5% shift in BlackRock assets is $500 billion, greater than the Bitcoin value today. So the catalyst for the path to 250,000 plus post-Bitcoin halving is becoming clear. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this analysis. And don't forget to check 
check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.